Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We're in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group. This is episode 128 of Sorta Awesome, and I am so excited to welcome today's guest, Jen Hoffman. Jen has been cheering on Sorta Awesome since we launched in the spring of 2015 in her support of our work and of our community has been priceless. For all of you awesomes who are listening right now, if you would also like to support our work at Sorta Awesome as we continue to make 2018 the year of the awesome, we would love for you to join our community of listener supporters by going to sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. Don't forget that one of the perks of becoming a listener supporter is occasionally you might get early access to episodes, you might get full-length unedited episodes, All of those episodes that we have shared with our supporters in the past are yours. Again, you can find out more details about how to sign up for this at SortaAwesomeShow.com slash support. So yes, it's episode 128. I am so happy today to be joined by my very dear friend, someone who has taught me so much about my relationship with my body and has helped me to find the awesome about my body when it was really, really hard to do that. (laughs) So. Jen Hoffman, welcome to Sorta Awesome. I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much. We have so much ground to cover today. I cannot wait to dig into it. But for those of you who are not familiar with Jen's work, Jen is a total body and mindset nerd. That's self-proclaimed. I'm not calling her. She's a public accountant turned certified personal trainer and a registered yoga instructor. She's also the founder of HealthyMoving.com. Jen's mission is to help people think healthy thoughts as they weave healthy moving into the fabric of their days. And when she's not teaching, she enjoys walking and homeschooling and family life, a very busy family life, with her husband and her three beautiful children. So, Jen, we are going to dig in and really talk about what do we do 
especially right here at the beginning of the year, but really throughout the year, when we start getting bombarded with all of the messaging that our culture has for us about how we need to fix our bodies, we need to be leaner, we need to be younger looking, all of the things that we need to change about ourselves. I know you have some thoughts on all of that. (laughs) Just a few, just Just, a few. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to get to that in a minute. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do. With our Awesomes of the Week, it's that moment in the show when we each share with you all about the books or the TV shows, the podcasts, the music, whatever it is that's making our lives a little bit more awesome this week. Jen, you gave me a little preview of your Awesome of the Week. I have to tell you, I am wildly fascinated by this. So first, tell us what this thing is, your Awesome of the Week. Okay, my Awesome of the Week is a crash pad. Now, a crash pad, that's what it's called. Yes. A crash pad. Okay. Let me tell you first how and kind of why I found this. Okay. So I have a son who is, and I don't know, maybe this is more common than I realize with boys because I'm from a family of all girls and (laughs) now I'm a mom of a girl and then two boys, but he has an energy and the best word I can use to describe it is very physical energy. Mm -hmm. Like. He wants to be embraced in a hug, but he would love it if it was a hug while I was running a marathon. Like that's the best way to describe it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's perfect. To just sit and snuggle. He wants that physicality, but it needs to be a dynamic hug. Okay. Yes. And it, I can never fill his cup. It's the need for this is boundless. So in the way of Facebook, always knowing exactly what you need to see. One day, this video popped into my feed. I think someone shared it, but it was about a school that had a sensory room. And I'm passionate about movement and education, so it piqued my interest right away. But this was a room for autistic children or children you know, on the spectrum who had sensory processing stuff. And this room, I am an HSP like you. Mm-hmm. So Part of the room looked completely overwhelming to me. And I give the teacher major props because there'd be a lot of loud Mm. happening in the room, like balls throwing against the wall, lights, like a wall light and stuff. Mm -hmm. But one of the things in the room was this crash pad. And it was a very quick video, no voiceover or anything. It was just showcasing the room. And I was like, I saw the kids kind of crashing onto it. And a friend a while back had recommended a trampoline might be something to help with some of Max's energy. And it helps, but it can make the energy more, if that makes right. sense. Right. No, I totally like, it get that. always seem like it downplays the energy. And fights can escalate quickly and all kinds of stuff. So amongst the siblings. So I was piqued. My curiosity was piqued because the crash pad is basically like a trampoline meets a foam pit, if you've ever seen a foam yeah. pit. Yeah. So it's like this kind of air mattress shape, Mm -hmm. but it's a sack that's filled with those foam chunks, like those foam pieces. Right. So we put, we have a little rebounder trampoline. So we put that in front of the crash pad. So he jumps on the trampoline and then he jumps into, and I say he, but I really should say we, (laughs) five of us. (laughs) And we jump and you kind of crash on and then you're enveloped. Like it's like a hug is happening to you when you land because it all closes in around you. And I'm telling you, it has been phenomenal for him. And the siblings are getting along really well on it. We've used like my husband and I, we lay the kids on one end of it. We have the big one. Uh They come in 
kids, but we have the big one. We line up the kids and then he and I will like trust fall onto it. So then they like pop up in the air a little bit and we'll all laugh. Like, so what happened is it's expensive. I will say that it's an expensive thing, but it has been so worth it. We've only had it since Christmas. My mom wanted a multiple sibling big gift. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she is the one. Nana gets all the props for making it actually happen in our house. Right. But we have a big room that I usually record in. So the crash pad lives in there. And they all three, sometimes they'll just lay on it, like not even jumping. They'll just lay and, you know, read a book on it. But it's kind of like similar to how a beanbag would like close around you. Exactly. But it's multiple sensory levels. And I'm telling you, it's helping him. I find it so relaxing. We got it on Christmas Day and we had a whole bunch of people over for Christmas and all the adults laid down on it. And everyone was like, this thing is cool. It's kind of waterbed-y feeling with how it like deforms underneath you. Yes. But it, if you, I don't think Max has specific sensory processing. He just has sensory needs. Mm. I think AHS can be different needs, right? Like you, I think he has a little bit of what I have but he just has different input needs than me. And he is different all day long because of it. So amazing. That's like awesome. Maybe of the year or of his whole childhood. (laughs) Exactly. And also if you want to be the fun house, since it's been the holidays, we've had tons of people in the house. If you want to be the fun house, get one of these because nobody has one and everybody loves it. Everybody, all the kids are like, yay, we want to go play at the Hoffman house. So <laughs> so bonus, <Thanks>. totally. <laughs> I love that. Well, you texted me the link to it and I started looking at it and reading about it. And I was like, well, I think I know what the twins are getting for their birthday. Their birthday is next month. They're yes. five. Lots of big energy, Jen. Two five-year-old yeah. boys. It's a lot of energy. There's already so much jumping. (laughs) I know. And so many of the things, though, that like are supposed to get energy out, I feel like for at least for mine, it like fills the energy. Yeah, it winds up. Like it's like he needs more. Yes. And this is not that. This is like it brings the energy down a little. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this could be a life changer for lots of us. So I cannot wait. wait to hear how it goes over in other houses. So good. So good. Okay. Well, my awesome of the week this week is no surprise, a new podcast that I've been listening to. Oh, yay. The podcast itself isn't new. It's well into its second season. It is the found podcast. It's actually hosted here on Wondery, one of the Wondery podcasts. We're part of the Wondery network as well. And I had not heard of this podcast, but last week in our Awesome of the Week thread, somebody mentioned that they had been loving this podcast found. And so I checked it out because they said it was kind of like, almost like there's a little mystery to solve, similar to the Gimlet Show mystery show, which may it rest in peace. It was like some of the best audio ever. So I I was like, well, I love mystery shows. I'm going to check this out. It is so fantastic. So the concept for the show, it's hosted by a man named Davey Rothbart, and he is kind of obsessed with found notes, like little found pieces, scraps of paper. And he's been collecting these for years. He turned it into like a magazine. This has been years ago, but he would like, people would send him their submissions. He'd feature them sometimes after a note was featured they would like the people who had written the note or the who had found the note, there would be connections made. And like, you would get to find out the rest of the story of what happened. 
with, you know, yeah, totally. The whole story behind these notes. And so Davy Rothbart has turned this whole concept into a podcast. And it really is, I mean, it's that same thing of like, here was a note, here's the story of where the note was found, kind of gives you the background on the note itself. And then he does the work of tracking down, like, who wrote this and what happened? Like, where's the rest of the story? So if you would like to check it out, I would suggest go all the way back to the first full episode. It's called Asian Oprah. And Give it a listen. You will know by listening to that episode if this is your style of show, if this is a show for you or not. He explores the idea of somebody found a note in a parking lot of a production company in Los Angeles written by a guy who was pitching himself as he could be the next Oprah, but he was going to be the Asian Oprah. And where the story goes from there, I'm telling you, Jen, this will not surprise anybody. You or anyone who knows me, I was totally in tears by the end because Aww. the story takes a big turn from what you think it's going to be. But where it goes is very amazing and very awesome. So is it like a Gimlet podcast where they're bringing in audio from other like bits and pieces of the story? So like a very produced kind of yes. telling of this story. Yes, it's very well produced. That's true. And it is that same. It's like an audio narrative. So he takes yeah. you on the journey through the whole episode and definitely like the, you know, there's hits and misses. He kind of takes you along as he's trying to solve, you know, what's going on and and brings an audio from his talks with people along the way. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I can't wait to check it out. Yes. Highly, highly recommend. And if you do like it, there are lots of episodes. It would make a great binge if you're needing something to keep you busy as you're going about all of your business here in January. So highly recommend Found Podcast. Again, it's here on the Wondery Network. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. So All right. Those are our awesomes of the week. Just a reminder that every single Friday in the Sorta Awesome Hangout group, we open up the floor for you all to share your awesomes of the week. I find myself heavily influenced by these every week, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not part of our community on Facebook, but you would like to be, you can find us by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. Hey, Awesomes. So 2018 is going to be a pretty awesome year for me and my husband, Kyle. This June, we are celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary. And we will have so much fun remembering everything that went into planning our wedding. But I can promise you that one thing we did not love was setting up our wedding registries because, oh my goodness, it was so overwhelming for both of us. I'm so happy that the sponsor for this week's episode of Sorta Awesome is Zola. No one knows better than Zola what couples are looking for in a wedding registry, including how to fight the overwhelm. That's why Zola.com provides couples with a great starter guide and features registries of real couples and all of their interesting picks, like happy campers Melissa and Quentin, who added a rolling Samsonite duffel bag to their registry, or minimalists Kate and Josh, whose registry includes a collection of beautiful organic cotton Turkish towels. I've spent enough time creeping through the registries of lots of couples to know that Zola.com is super easy to use and is filled with features for couples, including a group gifting option for guests to contribute to. And couples can also personalize their registries with photos and notes about the gifts on their list. When you create a registry on Zola, you can also use their top-rated app for iPhone and Android to manage your registry on the go. If 2018 is going to ring the wedding bells for you or someone you love, you have to check out Zola. 
In fact, Awesomes, to sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com slash awesome. That's Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash awesome for $50 towards your registry. Thank you, Zola. All right, Jen, I cannot wait to dig in and talk about some of this stuff. You know, here on Sort of Awesome, we are calling this, we are declaring it the year of the awesome. And we're spending the first part of the year breaking down the awesome manifesto. I talked about this last week. Kelly and I had a really long conversation about this last week in episode 127. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen just so you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. But we are declaring this as the year of the awesome. We are going to take our awesome that we already know is within each of us. And we're going to move out into this world that is in desperate need of some awesome. And we're going to start, though, by talking about how do we first, before we go out to sprinkle and spread awesome around wherever we go, how do we make sure that we're taking care of ourselves so that we are fully equipped and fully prepared to be awesome to the people around us? So we're really focusing in in January on taking care of ourselves. A huge part, I think, I have come to realize through the years of caring for ourselves is examining and looking at where we are in our relationship with our bodies. Where are we doing great in our relationship with our bodies? Where do we need to find some healing? There's so much there. You know, Jen, Laura and I just put together the Mind Body Connection series on Smartest Person in the Room, where this came up over and over that, you know, the connection, that there's so much connection that we don't even, in our culture especially, begin to scratch the surface of between who we are as people and how we think about, view, and treat our bodies. Now, this is totally your your area of expertise, the focus of your teaching, but I want to start. Let's back up a little bit. I would love to hear you kind of trace the story of how you went from, so you were a CPA, (laughs) an accountant, (laughs) moved into becoming a yoga teacher, but then I know somewhere along the way, you pivoted towards this more sort of holistic view of movement and how important it is for all of us. Can you just kind of trace that story for us a little bit? Sure. So let me first just say that because of an injury when I was a child, when I was five years old, I was run over by a car. And thankfully, it was a serious injury, but obviously, I'm still here and I move pretty well. Yes. So all in all, it was pretty good. But my leg, my left leg was broken in eight or nine places. And I had a cast from my toes to my hip for much of a year. And this was, you and I share a birth year. Yes. Love and life at 40. So this was 35 years ago. And at the time, physical therapy wasn't as prominently recommended as it is today. So when my cast came off after a long time of having a cast, like we have pictures, my left leg was tiny compared Mm. to my right. Like all the muscles had atrophied and everything, but it was just like, okay, the cast is off. You're good. And I adopted then a gait cycle, a a walking cycle that did not serve me Mm. well, long-term. I didn't know that was the problem. And, but what happened is I, throughout my entire childhood and adolescence, 
had multiple problems. The car went specifically over my ankle, but I had stress fractures up my leg. But my left ankle, it would give out when I was trying to do physical things. I had sprained ankles so many times. Like I was on crutches so much. And it caused this, there's no other way to say it, this negative body image that I didn't feel like my body allowed me to do the things that other kids did. And any attempt at doing physical things, sports, exercise, anything made me feel worse about Mm, my body. Like none of it drawed me in. It always ended up in me feeling like I don't have a body like everybody else. I'm stuck. There's nothing I can do. This is just how I am. And I always said, because of this accident, because of this accident, because of this accident. I mean, that was the story. That was my body story. And then at the end of college and as I was beginning my career in public accounting and working like 80 hours a week and, you know, all the demands that came with that, I physically was getting worse and worse. Like, even though I hadn't been a sports person, I had been active, but then I stopped having activity in my life and started spending my life sitting at a computer. And it really started at the end of college and then got worse. As I started, my stress level went up. I was having more pain. I wasn't feeling good. And someone suggested yoga and it felt different enough to everything I had tried before that I was willing to dip my toe in the water. And it was the first time my mat was the first time where I felt good about what my body could do. And it was a kind of movement that didn't put demands on the parts of me that were weak and helped me find parts of me that were strong. And that was the beginning of me feeling differently about my body. But what would happen is, and I'm sure anyone who does yoga on a regular basis, you feel so great right after. You feel great physically, you feel great mentally. And then like a day later, those benefits are gone. Mm. It doesn't stay with you. And so for a few years, I was in this cycle of telling myself that I just wasn't doing enough. Like the pain is coming back and you're stressed because you're just not doing enough yoga. You need to make time for more yoga. You need to be on your mat for an hour every day. And, you know, I, and then I started slipping into this, well, I'm not getting all the benefits because I'm not doing enough. And We all know that telling ourselves we're not doing enough is really bad. So I really had a period of slipping, like the yoga stopped even in the moment being as beneficial. And there's a whole weird layer to that, in my opinion, but that I stopped getting all the benefits because of the story I was telling myself. Uh, And so I wasn't fully in my body Mm -hmm. in the moments that I was even taking care of doing this self-care. Wow. So that's that mind-body connection. Like that's huge because to look at you from the outside, anyone would have said, I mean, there's somebody who's fully connected. She's doing an hour or more of yoga a day. I was teaching like nine classes a week Yeah, and I was getting benefit and I believe I was giving benefit to the people who are around me, but it wasn't. And I would hear regularly the same thing from them that I always was telling myself is that they felt so great after class. And then they would go to their job. And the next day, by the end of the day, the shoulder tension would be back. And so I started to kind of have this realization that I needed to think about this differently. 
the first thing that happened is I went to a workshop with an amazing teacher who has since become a very close mentor and friend, Judith Hansen Lassiter. She's one of the top teachers in our country. And she heard my story in a workshop with like a hundred people. And we just like, you know, those times where you just know you're connected. She really helped me. But what she said to me, she put her hands on my shoulders. I was sitting in a circle where like the whole workshop's around me and we're like workshopping on my issues, my injury and all that stuff. She put her hands on my shoulders and she said, I don't think it's the accident that's creating this problem. I think it's the way you learned to walk and continue to walk after the accident. And like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I almost came out of my body and was watching that conversation happen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like realizing that this was a seminal moment in my life where things were going to change from here because maybe that one thing didn't define me, but my every day defined me. And that there was hope in choosing a different every day. And so she started working with me on my gate. She started working with me on my gate cycle. And I realized I've been walking on my toes for 20 years, <laughs> not quite 20 years at that point, but for a long time. And that, if you walk on your toes, changes the whole structure of your ankle, your legs, your knees, your hips, everything. And so as we started to peel that back, then I started in my classes realizing I needed to help people with what they were doing throughout their day that it was the same thing with neck and shoulder tension for people who were hovered over their computers all day or you know all of that stuff that I needed to figure out how to bring movement into their lives and at the same time a whole body of research started coming out about the limitations of exercise when it comes to canceling out our sedentary time mhm and newsflash your exercise doesn't cancel out your sedentary time. So I had this epiphany really around the time that I was pregnant with my first child, that with my daughter, that I needed to figure out how to help people have less sedentary time while still living the life they were living in that moment. Because everybody who I knew at the time who was talking about decreasing sedentary time was like, you need to spend less time at the computer. And I was still working at PricewaterhouseCoopers at the time. And I was like, yeah, that's not possible. This is my job. This is how I put food on the table. I have to do this. And so I wanted to find a way to blend that. So that's really where I came to this epiphany. I remember I wrote down in my journal one day, there's this expression that floats around. You might've heard it before that the physical benefits of exercise are overestimated and the mental benefits of exercise are underestimated. And then I wrote in my journal a statement after that. But the physical and mental benefits of movement are all underestimated. And that there is this difference between exercise and movement. And I really wanted to pursue that. Not to say not to exercise, especially because I really think mentally and emotionally and spiritually, we need that. But to just try to help do something in addition to that, that didn't cause people to have to completely overhaul their life and their work. So that was a pretty big pivot then to move away from like an exercise mentality to how do we incorporate movement all day and the radical change that makes in our experience of life. Absolutely. And what also was happening at the same time for me <laughs> is that, so the numbers for 
people who actually follow through. So like in a gym setting, it's like less than 20% of the people who are paying for a membership actually show up. And like that gives me like a gut punch because do you know what happens every time someone's balancing their checking account statement and they see the gym membership, but they know they didn't go? It's like a really bad thing happens. And I concurrently to this belief that we needed to overhaul how we were moving our bodies, I was having this realization that how we think about all of this stuff, our mindset is absolutely critical because it all begins. I love the, I can't remember where I first heard it, but that our emotions and our thoughts, our feelings and our thoughts create our actions. We act based on those. And that if we want to act differently, we really have to start with how we're thinking and feeling. And that the delta between the people who pay and stick with a movement or exercise program is really the people who do it, they have a different mindset. But no one, like, I don't know, maybe now, I haven't looked in a few years, but when I first decided that I wanted to have a movement program that also focused on mindset, no one else was doing that. Like every fitness program was all about do it this number of times a day. And no one was helping you think the thoughts that would create any of that. And so I just got passionate about helping people. That's why I say I'm a mindset and a movement specialist, because I started just, I spend as much time researching exercise science and physiology and kinesiology and biomechanics as I do mindset. Mm. Because I know that if I don't help people shift their mindset, they aren't going to stick with it. And that 80% that fall off, that don't stick with things, they're my jam. Like, I want to find those people. I want to help those people because I know that even though we're talking about this in the context of right now, we're talking about this in the context of our own health and wellness and our own bodies, what you're talking about this month on Sorta Awesome is really what I'm interested in helping people change, is that I know that what you bring to the world absolutely requires you to feel fully and passionately connected with yourself physically and to really love yourself physically, mentally, and emotionally. And that is no easy feat with all the messaging that we have. It's really not. It's easy to talk about how awesome it would be if we could do that. But when the rubber meets the road and you're actually taking that, even just before you can put it into practice, like really just kind of getting meta with yourself for a little bit and thinking about yes. how you think. Yeah. It's hard work and sometimes really emotional work too. Yeah. To really dig in and unpack some of this. In my coaching program, I do a weekly mindset practice. And one of the ones that's been the most powerful for people is I gave them the intention that they were willing to fail because every week I give an intention and I say, you need to have an intention of I'm willing to fail because so much like nobody realizes that that desire to do everything perfectly is at the heart of why they don't finish so many things because they just say, if I can't do it perfectly, then I'm not. So I give a daily challenge exercise. So many people, if they don't do one day, the next day they're like, oh, I already fell off. So I'm not like, I'm already not going to do it. And we don't think about how the thoughts we're thinking, I call it the programming, the mental programming we're having is creating us, creating the playlist of what we do. And if we don't start looking at that and it's all happening 
faster than fast subconsciously, and we aren't paying attention to it. So we have to just start kind of peeling that back. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the messaging, some of the, what we have already programmed into our brains, some of it because of family of origin stuff, because of the careers that we've chosen. There's a variety of reasons, but some of it's just because we were standing at the checkout at the supermarket a little too long and we were reading the headlines. Yeah. Which, you know, this time of year, truly, I went and even looked at some of the headlines from some popular women's magazines right now. And it's things like how to finally get rid of your love handles. And even things like how Sharon Stone makes 59 look like 45, just like whatever, you know, wherever you are in life, there's probably, you don't have to look far to encounter a negative message about something about yourself. So when you encounter this messaging, like how do you respond after you've been doing this for years and years and years? I have a very quick, but it's a practiced thing. It won't happen overnight, but it is like when you hear that message, immediately follow that headline in your mind with, and that will make my life better because blah, 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 blah. And if you cannot answer that question really quickly and And when I say it will make my life better, like really, like the love handles. Okay. So honestly, how will that change how you love people, how you do your job, how you do your, and if you can't answer that question, then ignore that message. But if the article is five ways to get more sleep at night, well, how will that make my life better? Oh, I'll be more rested. I'll be more like it works positively. So what I always ask people is the question, what do you really want? You want to be calmer with your kids. You want to have more energy. Like I loved the energy discussion last week. You want to have more energy to do your work. You want to be able to focus better. You want like, what are the things that will really move the needle for you to show up fully and to give what you are here to give? And if you can't answer that, And I know people because we have so many layers to this. So if I'm first working with someone and they say, I want to get rid of these love handles. And I say, okay, tell me how that will make your life better. Well, I'll feel better about my body and then I'll be able to do that. Why will you feel better about your body? Like really keep peeling it back. And I'm not saying like, I tell my students all the time, posterior strength, glute strength, developing a stronger backside is something I'm hugely passionate about because it's really important for your knee, back, and pelvic floor health. It's absolutely important. I could care less what your butt looks like. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I care. Can you stand with a vertical leg? Is your sacrum in healthy alignment so that your pelvic floor is supported? Like, let's peel back and figure out why you might want the thing because it is only the deep and true why that we can connect to and commit to. It's, we have to understand that or else it's shallow. It doesn't mean anything. And then because it doesn't mean anything, we aren't attracted to doing it and showing up for that goal on a regular basis. And then when we don't show up for that goal on a regular basis, then we're like, I have no willpower. I'm horrible. I can't do it. And it feeds this really, it is this, I call it one of life's great paradoxes. Like Unless and until we're doing it because we truly love our body right now, right now, we say, 
I love everything about me and I want to do what's best for this vessel that I've been given, we won't show up for it. And any attempt to show up for it will only undermine us. It'll only take us further away from that. I love that. I think you're so right. It is the paradox. We're chasing this elusive thing of like, if I could only get into this size dress, you know, then I would just be so happy. And so we continue to shame ourselves or even if we aren't, some of us definitely actively shame ourselves, but even if we're not, even if we're just kind of, eh, whatever, then you're so right. We have not connected to that internal driver that's going to help us continue to show up for what it is that we really want and really need. But I I say those deep wants and needs, they're magnetic. Mm. Like we don't have to have the willpower because they just pull us toward them. Like if we just focus on what it is we really want and we really need, like if you're staying awake at night watching, you know, your Facebook feed and you know, I need to go to bed. If for a moment you say, what do I really want for my day tomorrow? It's so easy to just shut off the phone and go to sleep. Like it's that the reason you fall away from it is that you're not paying attention to that deep need. I believe we are wired to want what's best for our body. And we don't need any external number. We don't need a number on a scale. We don't need a number on our clothing. We don't need a waist circumference. We don't need any of that. That if we just pay attention to how we're feeling and moving and where we have our energy and what our mood is like when we do X and all of that stuff, it'll take us all the way home, baby. We don't need that extra stuff. So true. Awesomes, is 2018 the year you plan to get serious about your future? I'm so excited to tell you about Mission U, a sponsor for this episode of Sorta Awesome. Mission U is an education for the 21st century. This one-year program gives you the skills and experience you need to launch a successful career in data analytics with skills that can be applied to any career. Mission U offers education with no upfront tuition costs or high-risk loans, and it provides an environment that's uniquely immersive, collaborative, and efficient. Mission U is a full-time commitment for one year that includes experiences with real-world companies like Spotify, Uber, Warby Parker, and more. Mission Year's one-year program is a blend of live virtual classroom sessions and in-person meetups, and it's divided into three trimesters. The first trimester focuses on developing some soft skills like collaboration, critical thinking, and communication. The second trimester emphasizes those technical skills to get you working with real data sets. And the third trimester is all about your internship experience with a partner company. Best of all, Mission U's admission process reflects a similar process to a job interview where you can show off your skills, your ability to problem solve, and your unique character, and not just your standardized test scores and GPA. At the end of Mission U's one-year program, you'll have a debt-free future, a resume full of relevant experience, and the foundation for a successful career. To learn more about Mission U and to earn $500 upon completion of the full year program, go to missionu.com slash awesome. Again, that's missionu.com slash awesome to learn more about Mission U and get $500 upon your completion of the program. Thank you, Mission U. And I think that this is so helpful because some of us need just like a starting place. Like, what does this even look like? I don't know how I've you know, there may be a lot of people who are listening, both men and women who are thinking right now, I 
can't even imagine what it would be like to say, I fully love my body the way it is right now. Okay. And so, so I have a great starting point. Okay, good. Yes. Let's get started. And it's going to be a shocker. Okay. The starting point is whatever hurts right now. And here's the thing. Most people think, oh, well, I have all this neck and shoulder tension, or I have this back pain. I have this hip pain. I have this pelvic floor problem. It's the thing that makes me not love my body. Okay. But what if it's the thing that's drawing you home to your mm -hmm. body? Like, what if the thing that hurts right now? So I love the idea of resistance, like the war of art, Stephen Pressfield. Yes. And he talks about resistance. But one of the things I've been trying to reframe in my own mindset is that what if, because he kind of labels resistance as this evil thing, but sometimes I think resistance is the thing that's pulling you to the better path. So we encounter this pain or we encounter this thing and we think this is keeping me from, but what if it's drawing you to? So what if it's pulling you to a new thing? I think our body specifically, we can trust that when it sends us a signal, positive or negative, that that's something we should pay attention to. That it's something that's a sign that your body is working perfectly. Oh, that wow. What if it's like, instead of it being of this is my body failing me. This is my body not helping me. What if it's, oh, my body is letting me know that I need to pay attention to something that I'm not paying attention to. Mm. What if it's gently pulling me to a different path? And I say like our body sends us messages. And when we don't pay attention to those messages, it sends us warnings. And when we don't pay attention to those warnings, it goes into full on crisis. Like it's a path not to shame ourselves or say, oh, look, I got to this place, but instead to just say, oh, there's a deep need here that I have missed and I'm going to start paying attention. One of the things I love about doing small movement throughout the day is that it's easy to do and it gives us, I don't know if you remember, when I first started working with you, we had a conversation and I was like, okay, let's do this one thing. Do you feel that? That is your body right now coming to attention. Yes. Those are your muscles saying, oh, you asked something of me, I'll do them. Yes. And when we have a message over and over that our body's failing us, but we can do one small little movement where we see it actually shows up the second we ask it to. Yes. Because that is true about our bodies, that when we put ourselves in the position and put ourselves in certain positions that we haven't been, that the body will say, oh, okay, I'll respond to that. I'll come to attention and I'll work. And like simple exercises where you can feel, I'm not about overnight change and instant results and lose 10 pounds in two days, but I am about getting you quickly into your body and feeling something happen. Absolutely. Like, yes. That can happen in a moment. And when that happens, that's the beginning of the shift that how you think about your body. Because the goal to lose 10 pounds in one week and not make that happen, that makes us feel worse about our body. But if we can see that our body responds to the requests we make and the demands that we put on it, it starts this positive train. It's what happened to me in the beginning on the mat. Like when I saw that my body would be able, my body, which I had so identified as it's not able to do any of this stuff, when I discovered that there were things it was able to do. and Hear me now, 
is your body going to be able to do every single thing that the person next to you's body is going to be able to do? No. But you discovering what your body is capable of and you discovering that you can communicate with it to discover what those are, that's the beginning of not, in my opinion, not just positive body image, but self-love. Like, it's the foundation. If you don't have that, if you don't have that body connection, like I shared at the beginning of Christmas on my Facebook page, at the beginning of the holiday season, I shared that I want everybody to have an intention where they just say, I love myself. Like, force yourself to say, I love myself. Look in the mirror and say, I love myself. And I love that. And I think it's a super fantastic practice and everybody should do it. It feels awkward. And the more awkward it feels, the more you should do it. Yes, I agree so much. Yes. You don't have to believe it when you say it. But I always want to couple that with giving you tastes of what it feels like to love yourself. And that happens physically. Like if you think about how attraction happens in re- relationship with other people, it can happen the same. Like, like physicality to our love of our body is really important. It's so important. And I love that you really emphasize sometimes you just need that little taste, that little spark. I do remember that moment, Jen, when you were coaching me and I was, you know, had gone through this difficult pregnancy with the twins that was a very painful, I mean, it wasn't just like mentally difficult. It was a very physically painful stretch of months, especially towards the end. I was in so much constant pain in my hips and back that I spent a lot of time just in bed. I wasn't on mandatory bed rest, but I just couldn't even, Yeah, I had like tiny little snippets of time when I could actually get up and move. And it was just chronic, constant pain. And so I went from that to then now I have two infants and I was nursing them. And in a lot of ways, I just like, I went through a long phase of just like, I didn't know what else to do besides disconnect from my body because there was so much going on with my body that I just felt like I would just completely melt down. If I even tried to like, I felt like I couldn't even get close to connecting with my body. And so you do that for long enough. And even if the actual physical pain is gone and, you know, I'd weaned the twins and, you know, was kind of trying to like, okay, now how do I get back into my clothes again type things? But I couldn't even fathom how I could even get close to that connection. Like you said, sometimes it's being guided into one movement where you feel your muscles engage and they do snap to attention. And you're like, oh, wait, I think I remember this. My body actually can do things. My body actually is, you know, eventually down the road, I could say my body actually has done some really amazing things. Yes. But for so long, there was like a barrier there where I couldn't even imagine making that initial connection. And we think, because again, our culture or whatever we think about like exercise and working out, we think we have to start with like this big grand thing, like a huge big movement or a big commitment. When the truth is that's not where we have to start. We can start with just one spark, one moment. I love that you said the barrier, because one of the things that I talk about with people is that we are not staying in the same place with respect to our body. We're either getting closer or further every single day. So when you talk about that barrier every day, you are either putting bricks on it or you're taking them off. So there's no demolition crew going to come around and hack the whole thing down for you. There's no solution that does that. 
I know that is disheartening in a culture where we want that. We want the quick fix, the overnight. We want the wrecking ball to tear that down. But that's just not how it works. What we have to do is every day step closer more fully into ourselves or else we're going to step further. That barrier is going to get more or less bricks every single day. And so the choice is just, am I going to put them on or am I going to take them off one at a time? Because it doesn't happen. Like even though the pregnancy with the twins for you was this big thing. And even though my accident for me was this big thing, there are these seminal things, but it's really the culmination of the moments within the days that created that. It's not one moment. That wall doesn't get built in one moment and it doesn't get torn down in one either. And so we have a choice. Am I going to take a little step toward I'm sure if any of the awesomes have heard me before, they're probably like, oh, she's going to say her favorite expression because I say this all the time, but small hinges swing big doors. I have this collection on my computer of big doors that I gather where I can see the hinge because even though you can only pull one brick off at a time, the beautiful, wonderful paradox, another paradox for us is that you don't have to tear the whole wall down for your entire life to shift. You don't. You can have big changes from those little steps. You just have to be more aware and cognizant. Like I've been doing this for a while and thankfully to all the amazing students who have allowed me to work with them, I know for a lot of people what those little steps are really quickly. And I can help guide people to that quicker. But you also know if you can start getting in touch with your intuition. When I talk to people, I say, like, if if you had to say what the first thing you need to address with your health and wellness is that will make everything else easier, what is that first thing? Most people who I talk to, if they're not getting sleep, will say sleep. Like mm. sleep is, you know, the, sure. I know you guys did a great episode yeah. on that. I remember if it was a bonus episode or a... It was a full sort of awesome with Kelly and I talking all about it. Yes. And, you know, that is like ground zero. And I love to help people with figuring out how what you're doing during the day and how you're moving during the day impacts your sleep and all that kind of stuff. So I know that you know, if you had to ask yourself right now, what is the one area that I need to pay attention to first? And I say, pay attention to the pain, pay attention to the resistance, let that, because that's the, that's the little hinge that's going to swing the big door. And if you can reframe how you're thinking about that thing, what if the fact that you're having trouble sleeping at night is really your body's invitation? Like it's not something wrong with your body or something negative about your sleep or how you, I've always, so many people identify, I've always been a terrible sleeper. I've always struggled with sleep. And that message is really different than oh, wow, maybe my body is responding to sleep this way because I need to make some shifts that will make everything about my health better. Like, can you feel the difference between those two things? And how does doing all this stuff, when you feel like I'm at war with my body and my sleep, whatever, how does that feel compared to, oh, my body and I are in this journey together to unpack what's creating this situation so that every aspect of my body can be healthier. Like it's just, it's the basis and we have to make that shift. 
That is so good and so helpful, Jen. Thank you for taking this really big idea and translating it down into like, where do we start? We've been talking about intuition a lot. It's come up several times on Sort of Awesome lately. In our bigger culture, I think more and more people are really starting to tune into this really ancient idea. Yes. (laughs) Tuning into our intuitions. And I think that that is a brilliant starting point for so many of us who are listening to your wisdom right now. Thousands and thousands of people have tuned into your mission in your work at Healthy Moving. For people who are like, I need more of this in my life. Tell us more about where we can find you, first of all, and kind of like what would some next steps be? I have healthymoving.com is my home base, but I live where a lot of people live on Facebook. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Facebook.com forward slash healthy moving. And there I try to share some of the simple, small hinges, you know, the simple tips. So if you go to that page, go to the videos, there's one for like, if whatever your entry point, I told you to pay attention to your resistance, like if it's back pain or hip pain, there's a video for that. If there's, if you're having neck and shoulder pain, there's a video for that. I can give you some links to put in the show notes for some of these specific ones, but start with choosing one simple thing. And I also have mindset stuff there in the videos as well, because the exercise and the mindset has to go together. If you set yourself, I just want to say this very quickly. If you set yourself a goal to change something about your exercise or your movement routine this year, if you're trying to do a challenge, if you're doing anything, please, 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 please tell your, like, say, I am going to support my mindset shift along with this. And Make a plan for yourself for how to do that. I have tons of free mindset stuff on the Facebook page, but you can't do one without the other. And I don't want you to slip and then start this negative mindset stuff. So really commit to focusing on both, but start with the thing and it can be a mindset thing. Like if you think your first thing is that it just feels like it's too much. Like that's what a lot of people feel like it's too much. I have stuff on my page about that. Like if you go to, I think you can still search pages. I never, Facebook's always making changes, but if you go to healthy moving or if I'll put some stuff for you in the show notes too, Megan, for the hip and back stuff and the neck and shoulder and, you know, mindset, small hinges, all that kind of stuff, but pick your thing. And if you want my support with it, we'll have links for you, but it doesn't have to be me. It can be any tool that you've found yourself. I believe your intuition will guide you to the resources that you need. So just pick that small thing and start there. It will take you all the way home. This is so important to me. And I'm so honored that you would come and spend time talking about this today because I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, believe this is the time for us to embody what we call the awesome, but to embody a loving and gracious and even almost to the point of being like bringing a message of reconciliation and coming back together in our culture. And I believe that we are the people to do that. I have no doubt in my mind that this is the time for us to embody all of this. But truly, I know because of the journey I myself have walked, I know that to embody something good to put out into the world, you have to have connected with your own actual physical body your own body that you are dwelling in, the vessel that we are using to take this good out into the world, we got to start here. So Jen, seriously, truly, you're, like I said at the top of the show, 
You've been a dear friend of mine for years, but this means so much that you would come and share this wisdom with us so that we can be better equipped as we move forward into this year. So thank you so much. And thank you for leading a great work of restoration that you are leading with your people, Meg. I'm so incredibly, it is my joy. I love watching you do this and the awesomes, like, I know they say it all the time in the Facebook group, but like, I can't even, you are a magnet for amazing (laughs) people. And I cannot wait to see what really bringing this awesome forth to the world does this year. It's going to be amazing. And I am so thrilled to be a part of it and to watch. Well, thank you for that. I am super excited, genuinely, truly, in every fiber of my being, so excited about this year. So healthymoving.com and Healthy Moving on Facebook are a great place to find Jen. Don't forget that you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show or on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. And you can just find us hanging out anytime as well on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. So thank you again to Jen. Thank you to our sponsors this week. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.